Hey guys, welcome back to the Ketchup Time Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa McDonald, and if you're new here, welcome, welcome. If you've listened before, I'm so glad you found your way back here today. My hope is that you find this conversation uplifting and it puts a pep in your step as you go about your day. On this show, we'll shine the spotlight on real people just like you and me. You'll get to listen in on real conversations amongst friends as we explore an array of topics and take the discussion in any direction we choose. Along the way, we'll uncover truths and life lessons that we can all relate to and apply in our own lives. Knowing that we're not alone is incredibly powerful, and hearing how others have pivoted and adapted is inspirational. Join me each week as we discover new possibilities to grow, to be better, to be more productive, and to live happier, more fulfilling lives. Check out my Instagram and follow me at ketchup underscore time, like the condiment and the herb. <laughs> and be sure to hit subscribe to the Ketchup Time podcast, where you'll find some brightness and positivity to light up your day. All right, let's get started. To all my meeting and event professionals, listen up. This episode is for you. Today, we're sitting down with a team over at the new company called Versator, which is short for Virtual Site Tours. Meet Debbie Garcia, Versator's CEO and founder, and Melissa Pabian, who is a sales representative with the company. Back in April, after Debbie was laid off, she got the idea for the company as she wanted to help planners visit virtually by creating an online marketplace for them to source from the comfort of their own homes. In eight short months, she created Versator and is getting ready to launch the site later this month. We'll also be joined by Melissa Pabian, who is a CMP, which means she's a certified meeting professional and comes to the team with over 10 years of industry experience. Most recently, she was an event manager in New York at the W Hotel in Union Square. This is where she met Debbie before she was furloughed and ultimately let go after COVID-19 shut down the live events industry. Melissa and Debbie had kept in touch, and Melissa thought the concept was exactly what the hotel industry needed. So, when there was an opportunity to join the sales team with Visitor, she could not pass it up. One quick note, you'll notice in this episode we use the term RFP, which is a common term used in the industry to describe a formal request by an event planner. It details out all of the specifications required for the event. It's basically a request for the hotel or venue to draw up a proposal for their services and bid for the business. Okay, now that we got the mumbo jumbo out of the way, let's get on with the interview, shall we? Um, all right, guys. Well, welcome to the Catch Up Time podcast. We are uh, so excited to have you all with us. I have Melissa and Debbie. We'll go ahead and just get started. I want to hear about like the start of the company and how you all met. Uh, Melissa and I, as backgrounds, we used to work together down here in Florida. Um, and then I know you transferred up to the W Hotel in New York City. So. Um, Debbie was a client of yours, Melissa? No, so Debbie was actually going to be a potential vendor of ours. Uh, Debbie and I had connected on LinkedIn. We were we had a lot of connections in common. We were a part of a lot of the event professional groups together. 
And I kind of looked at her as almost like a mentor. Like, wow, she's done all these things. She's so involved in MPI. And, you know, this is definitely somebody I'd love to connect with and kind of see, you know, where her path took her. And at the time, she was working for a company called Eva, and they were a platform that would be used to source and book entertainment for events. So that was kind of how the two of us ended up hooking up. Debbie ended, had been in New York for a conference, posted on LinkedIn if any of her network connections from LinkedIn that were based out of New York would love to meet her. I volunteered. We went and met at a local Starbucks. She told me all about Eva. It sounded like a fantastic, fantastic project that she was working with. Um, and this was in February of 2020. So we were kind of ready to get the ball rolling, definitely use Eva. We had so many events on the books for 2020. It was looking like it was gonna be a great partnership. And then about four weeks later is when COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy the timing, isn't it? Yeah. You, it sounds like you were a sourcing company for um, musicians and entertainment. How did you get started with that? So I, um, I've worked in entertainment in my past. I worked in radio and I had this huge entertainment background, but also had worked for a startup prior to that in catering. And I'm an event planner. So, and I worked with hotels and everything. So when Eva came about, I literally had just become a planner. So I was doing third, um, third party sourcing and I got scared. Commission only is a little scary. So when the opportunity for Eva arose, um, they posted on a, another Facebook post um, that we have here locally in Nashville called Heels and Handshakes. And I was like, hey, I remember these Eva, it was called Eva Moore at the time, they changed the, the name. But I was like, I remember them. I did catering for their launch events. These great, these girls are awesome. So I just contacted them like, listen, I've got two kids at home. I've got this other thing going on, but I want to be a part of this. And I went through the whole interview process and they said, yeah, we didn't really interview anybody else. That's who we, we, we wanted you. They're like, you come with like knowledge and all this. And it was a little bit of a, a pay cut for me, but it was able, I was able to do what I wanted to do. And I became really involved. I was their first employee. So long story short, a year later, just got back from um, New York, where I met um, Melissa, and um, I we and in Vegas, where I went and had my year review, and we were doing a ten city rollout. Our one of our co-founders was going down to um, Phoenix and Scottsdale, and then she was going on to Chicago, and I was doing all the background work. So yes, it was. It's a platform and it's amazing like what they have done actually in the last year with their pivot, but it was a platform um, for entertainers to be able to showcase themselves and event planners to come in and fill out a form and request them to play or put it out for bid. So it was this really great technology. And yes, um, March 22nd, I got the sad phone call, crying, very, very upset. But they said, you know, we have to figure something out and we're gonna have to let you go. And I grieved, it was everything to me. I mean, I love my kids and my family, but that job was like my life. Um, and I sat around sad <laughs> for about a week and said, man, I have to make my third party, you know, sourcing work. And we all know hotels are shutting down, but we're in the midst of an RFP. And I called one of my clients and said, how are we gonna get you booked for this year? We're working on 21, 22, we're sourcing. What are we gonna do? She goes, this is when I go on site tours. 
And I was like, yeah, that's not gonna happen. She's like, I know. I said, I'll call around, I'll do some searching, see if I can maybe find some videos and virtual site tours. And I came to a pretty much a dead stop. It was like, there was nothing out there. There was nowhere that you can Google search it or find it easily. And I said, wow, someone really should create this place where you can find virtual site tours. And I said, maybe that should be me. And I just got started. Brilliant. It's such a fabulous idea. It really is because that's something that obviously, I mean, we have folks listening from across the country, some in event planning, some in food and beverage. And, you know, for, you know, that site tour being on site is everything. That's how they sell that hotel. I mean, you can have a great conversation, emails back and forth, but when they're on site, it's like really something magical. Um, just for some reason, like being, you know, in the same room with somebody and being able to show them the space. And the fact that we couldn't do that, you were able to pivot and, and realize that there was such a need for this. It's a really fantastic idea. So are you basically going into existing hotels that you've worked with? You're hiring like a photographer to come in and do video tours so that then you can put it on your website to, um, to show other folks when they're at home like this, like doing a Zoom call, you can essentially show them the, the hotel space and the meeting room and the sleeping rooms and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so the way it works is it really was intended at first as a directory, a place where hotels and venues can sign up, put their listing up with their um, virtual site tour. We did find about, um, I'm gonna say 40% had some sort of video. The rest didn't. So we kind of were like, I think we have another need to fill here as well. So if you don't have a virtual site tour, then we can facilitate getting a videographer for you in your local area that will go in and go by our standards, which is what a virtual site tour is to a planner. So I do pretty much the pre-production as best I can. Obviously, this will probably have to change as we get bigger, but I usually go in sometimes and I do the initial site tour and live stream it. So they're getting marketing right away. We've got planners watching around the world. And then we use that footage, give that to the videographer, and then have um, the videographer come in and do that, edit it down to a longer form video, but also the feeling of a, of a virtual site tour. Then it gets listed on our site. If a company or a hotel venue or even a virtual service that we've gone out to has video already, it's just an easy sign up. Mm -hmm. That's It's really fantastic. So it essentially places the meeting planner in the space without them actually having to be there. And you can turn and, and look up and down. It's like very immersive. So if they have a 360, then they can post that. If mm -hmm. they have a video, we, we are producing actual video. So we're not doing the 360 tours. Got it. Um, but whatever they have, whatever they decide on that they want to list, we're literally just the connection. We are the directory and distribution. Um, we kind of got into that second phase of the video production because we saw the need for it. But that is not what we're really selling. We're selling literally like the Google of virtual site tours or your air, like an Airbnb, a listing that has all the listings on it where you can look through, add to a wish list, and then send your RFP. Got it. Got it. So it's, uh, you're able to, are people able to like search with different filters and things like that, what they're looking for when dates are available and that sort of thing, or is it just simply a location? So the search filters, um, we kind of took a bunch of different ones that were heavily used, but we didn't go into like every single minute one. So you can search by location, star rating, um, meeting room size, how many rooms, all that sort of stuff. Um, but we don't get into some of the minute things like 
like it does have amenities like pool and all that but what we're trying to do is open up the conversation for vetted leads to get to event planners because uh, to hoteliers because it's very confusing and i want melissa to jump in right here on the process for a hotel on why this goes and goes from what we're trying to in the rfp process to what it feels like on the hotel end. So I'd like Melissa to take over right now on that, on how it works on that end. Yeah, so one of the things um, that Debbie and I had discussed when we first started talking about Versator was the unnecessary amount of time that the sales team would spend filtering through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leads that were not good business for our hotel. Uh, the last hotel that I was working at, we were a 240 guest room hotel, 3,500 square feet of meeting space, and we would get leads all the time for citywides. Well, citywides required thousands upon thousands of hotel rooms, and that was, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day that my sales team was spending just eliminating leads that they knew were not going to work for our hotel. And then we kind of started jumping into the ancillary costs that come along with site visits. Typically when a planner comes for a site visit for a program, depending on the level of the program, we all know the hotels roll out the red carpet. They're providing transportation, their guest room is typically comped, there's typically a dinner involved that, you know, cost the hotel money because these are all of the things that the hotel wanted to provide, show all the bells and whistles of what they could provide for the guests that would be attending this meeting. And we kind of came to the conclusion that it's along the line, depending on the hotel, between a thousand to two thousand dollars per site visit. That's the hotel's cost. No doubt about that. It is so true. They would spend so much money and so much time and effort. I mean, on each of these site tours, it's crazy when you think about like when it comes down to like real like nickels and dimes, like that's a lot of money that you're spending and a lot of time. And this is a great way to like eliminate that, but still give them the feel for the hotel. So when you have a, a lead come in, Melissa, what is like the first, are they going through a website and then getting to you or are you reaching out like so, to individual <clears throat> The majority of them would come through Cvent. So Cvent doesn't filter out any of the criteria when it comes to leads that are being placed in a hotel. So typically they'll get a lead and it says, okay, they have all of these requirements and it's all about location, location, location. So these leads would go out to probably hundreds of hotels in the New York City area. So now on top of going through these leads and betting whether or not they're good business for your hotel, you're now in competition with hundreds of other hotels that are all trying to win the same business. And it just got to be a process where our sales team was administering site visit after site visit after site visit and not turning over into any booked business because it was, oh, I have to go to the Bryant Park Hotel for another site visit. Oh, I'm going to the Marriott Marquis for another site visit. And the planners themselves were going to five to six site visits per day and you're going okay well i know they're going to these different hotels so now how am i going to be the hotel of choice for this person yeah. and you've just spent three hours with them you know an hour-long site tour maybe another hour-long lunch or coffee or whatever it is and then the follow-up too you're 
hey, how, did you go and see the other hotels? What did you think? Where do we stand as being a potential venue for your event? And that, again, takes time and leading nowhere. And, and that's why we, you know, from the planner end, now I have opened a hotel, I've worked at hotels, so I knew that end as well, how that these these RFPs just come in and you're like, what is this? I don't even understand, like it doesn't fit at all. What I kept feeling was we need to reverse this process, like be a disruptor in the whole process, which is a planner needs to go someplace, be able to physically see this location to narrow down their choices. Okay. So what we're doing is we're bringing the video to them where they can view, they type in New York City, they type it, you know, they figure out their filters, get down to, let's just say 10 hotels that would really work for them. And then they can view them. They could watch the videos, create a wish list, and maybe they're sending to four of those hotels. Now from, let's just say hundreds of hotels in New York mm -hmm. City down to four, now, those four are now getting a vetted lead. So this, the planner gets to put it in their wish list, be able to, in a sense, check out in a very e-commerce way. Now thinking about, you know, Amazon, what we all feel very comfortable with, um, be able to, in a sense, check out with your RFP. This RFP gets sent to the hotel and, or venue, and they're able to um, really know that this is a lead, that this, this planner understands this property. Mm -hmm. um, instead of the way it was before, where it all just like, where did they even think that this would fit in my hotel? Well, they're just grabbing it like every little option, not really sure. And it sounds like you guys are really making it easy for them to find the, the right hotel or the right venue for their program. Right. And unfortunately, not we know right now that sales teams are smaller. A lot of them have been eliminated. So what we're trying to do instead of when this does get back, instead of it being inundated, um, with RFPs coming in. This is really helping the process to build their teams back up in an easy way where someone will be able to field things a little easier because they know they're getting vetted leads. They can spend their time and money on things that they actually may get. Right, right. The, uh, the hotel industry in general, what are you guys seeing as far as like, um, a comeback, if you will. When are you, I mean, obviously right now, everything is still very shut down, especially where you are, Melissa, in New York, it's like very, very shut down there. Um, are you seeing requests for proposals coming through for like the summertime, for the fall, not this year into 2022? Like, what are you guys seeing as far as the landscape looking like the next few months or a year? Well, it's very interesting because, you know, obviously being on the sales side with Versator, I'm talking to planners and salespeople from all over the country. I have been reaching out to people in Las Vegas, people here locally, Florida, um, and the comeback is very different depending on the region of the country that you're in right now. Um, in New York, they just reclosed indoor dining. So that took a huge toll on us around the holidays. Obviously, New York in December is not the most conducive outdoor dining environment. So the restaurants here took a very big hit. Uh, with that regulation, it also includes any food and beverage inside any hotels. So no restaurants that are inside hotels, no room service that is inside hotels. There is just no food and beverage at all. So now wow. you talk to somebody in Florida where the situation is 
quite different. And with the feedback that we've been getting is that not so much an influx of group business as much of an influx in leisure travel, that it's not the location that is the issue. It's the corporations having the confidence in sending their attendees to meetings safely. That is the biggest feedback that I've gotten regardless of where these people are located. A thousand percent. Are you finding a lot of these meeting planners are looking to do virtual or maybe a hybrid event with like, you know, folks staying home who aren't as comfortable and having folks on site in person? It seems that the term for Q1 and Q2 that I've been told repeatedly is micro meetings. Micro meetings. Tell me more about that. Yeah, we're seeing that the the amount of people that they will actually have at a physical meeting are a lot smaller. So let's, and then they will add a hybrid element. So maybe you might have 50 people in a meeting, very socially distant, where you have the speaker there, but it's on video camera, uh, streaming live to a thousand to two thousand participants um, wherever they are. So from the planner end, I have been sourcing. I've actually had a client already book in Vegas in October, about 125 person meeting. Um, I'm so, still sourcing right now for this other person, but they keep moving the date back. It's, it was started in August. They're like, no, let's push it to October. And now she's like open to December because as we're finding with rollouts in different places, I don't know everybody else's, but vaccines, the age group I'm in, I'm not getting a vaccine probably to the beginning of Q4. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we're all kind of in that area, maybe even I might be a little older, but still, I mean, there is that, that, you know, people are now knowing when the vaccine, they can get it. So now I think we have a better plan We're I am seeing that 21 seems to have a lot more open dates, 22, literally, because I'm, I'm sourcing for a two year program, like they're sourcing 21 and 22, 21 doesn't seem to be the problem. It's 22 because everyone's moved it on the yep. flip side working with another company that's doing a complete virtual event. Um, but when you talk to planners about these virtual events, just think about what they had to do in this time period. They had to learn an entire way of doing an event. And what we're hopefully bringing to the table also in our virtual services is how they can transition from a virtual event to a hybrid event to site selection again. So we are, we do have a a ton of virtual services, but you know, from entertainment to platforms to, um, you know, experiential marketing agencies to production houses who can facilitate and help these companies. So we're not leaving virtual behind. We're definitely incorporating it into the next phase. Yeah, no, it sounds like you guys are doing like a full service, you know, you have a full service program here. You can do a little bit of everything, it sounds like. And the fact is these virtual meetings are likely going to stick around for quite some time, like you said, into the, you know, probably into the next year, you know, when everyone and who knows how many people are going to be able to get the vaccine in this year, spilling into next year, it, it likely will take some time. So the full, like what we knew, you know, back in 2019, beginning of 2020, won't be for another few years, it seems like. No, and it's interesting because I've also um, been told that a lot of the verbiage in the contracts for events is changing. So their cancellation clause is no longer that, you know, you have 30 days, 60 days, whatever that tier is in cancellation. It's that you've booked this event as a live event. If the event is not able to take place live, we will make it virtual but the event is still happening. Wow, 
It's so interesting how so many things have changed. I wouldn't even have thought that like the verbiage in a contract would have had a change, but of course it has. It's interesting because, you know, a lot of, a lot of us had to scour in a sense, like look over all of these contracts when we had to rebook or cancel. And because force majeure at the time was not, I mean, it depended on when you had to cancel, begin at middle of March, everyone's like, no, you still have to do this. We have all learned right now how important a global pandemic can really shut down everything and how in order for you to gain trust and gain business back, you have to be flexible. Absolutely. So what we're finding from the hotels is that they are maybe doing away with attrition or they're putting stuff in a rebook clause for 18 months where if you can't do it, um, you're, you're booking your events in September and things are still not okay, you have 18 months or a year to rebook um, without any penalty. Brilliant. So yep. everyone had to change, but I do think that this disruption has really um, put a spotlight on the entire industry on how, in a sense, how backwards it was. I mean, a lot of us have learned in hospitality, you know, you know, just be hospitable and book your space. Um, technology came in, in a sense, took away a lot of our face-to-face. -face. We're all salespeople because we like to be in front of people. We like to entertain. That's why we got into this. Um, what we're trying to do is create a tool that opens up dialogue again. Because if you don't have vetted leads coming in and you're wasting your time, you know, maybe you're not getting it. But if you're using technology and that's it, you're also not opening up that. So what we're trying to do is find that, that balance and really hoping that planners and uh, properties and destinations find this tool needed. Because, I mean, that's what we're kind of finding is in, in our landscape, yes, this will change. When we all go back, we'll think about that. How much pent up events are you gonna have? You're gonna have so many people wanting events now look, looking down the road at 2024, 25 people are booking in 2023 let's just say and all of those places are booked and you can't even get in to do a site tour how are you going to go and look at properties in the future because of all the pent-up need and this is also a way for our future not to just get by a pandemic right now but actually book towards the future when you have booked ballrooms and you can't show them to a planner or you have an entirely sold out hotel and they're coming for a site visit that day, sorry, I can't show you. We're really building something for the future. Most certainly. And the fact that you're able to do this now when it's still like, you know, pretty like, you know, ghost town-ish, if you will, <laughs> you know, you're able to get into any of these spaces, take video that can be footage that they can see at a later day and time. I mean, I think it's just fantastic. It's definitely something that you guys you know, that's something that we keep getting asked with our business, Melissa. It's like, you know, is this something that's going to still be needed come, you know, whatever, two years from now when COVID's like, you know, settled down and, you know, normalcy has begun again. And it's like, yeah, I mean, this is still something that is going to be needed. And the way that you're building it now and then looking at the future and projecting out what it will be like you know, come a few years from now and how it's still going to be needed. It's, it's really something that you can be proud of building now. Yeah, and I love the conversations I've had with Melissa. And uh, she she came to me, I think it was right after we, we talked and she was going to join our team. And she just called me. She's like, this is so much bigger than just hotels. And we're finding that this really hits um, a niche in not just hotels and venues and cruise ships and virtual services. But I mean, 
the education realm. That's where she came to me. You know, I think her brother-in-law or somebody. I yeah, we were talking about story about that. <laughs> we were talking about um, universities and how many graduating high school students based their decision on the college that they were going to attend, limited to the colleges that they were actually able to visit, right. where they could get on a computer and they could look at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of universities and think, wow, I would have never thought that this would have been a place that I really enjoyed or that it had all of these things to offer that I love and was not even really an option on my radar for being a potential candidate for a school that I would attend. But having that virtual site visit, being able to navigate through the campus, see what the dorm rooms look like, see what the technology that they're using looks like, see what the classrooms look like, the class sizes, so many different things that your decision is determined by and something as simple as not being able to either have enough time or the financial resources to travel to visit all of these places we thought that there might be an opportunity there as well a thousand percent that's a great like i mean that's what's so exciting about this time is like you guys obviously each of you has have such different uh backgrounds i mean you debbie with like you know being an audio engineer and you know working in television and 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 being an event planner yourself and sourcing and everything and then melissa and your backgrounds with like being with hotels and many different facets i mean each of you bring to the table so many different like ideas and and things especially nowadays like there's just so much you can take with this idea and so many different ways you can like build upon it. Um, it's very exciting. I mean, it really is something exciting you guys are building here. So have there been any challenges that you've run across or like, you know, found that maybe you weren't expecting? Um, I think probably the biggest challenge was right now, especially is the hesitation for hotels to invest in something different and something new. Um, they look at the bottom line. They see that they have no cash flow. They have, you know, very, very minimal budgets right now. And I think there's also almost that fear monger that if I spend this money on this, is that an employee I could have kept on the payroll? Is that somebody's job I could have saved? Is there something else that we could have used this funding for? And we, the way that I've been positioning it is you don't want to play catch up. When things come back and things come back to normal, granted you may have your entire sales team back on board. How many phone calls, emails, site visits are they going to be able to communicate within the amount of time that they're there? While all of this could have been happening, while they're furloughed, while they're out, you're still getting all of these leads coming in. Granted, the majority of the leads are not going to be for 2021. They're going to be for 2022 and later. But do you want to have your salespeople coming in and having hundreds of leads to answer to? And now, because it's been a week or two since the client received a response, they said, oh, sorry, I already found somewhere else. Yep, I couldn't yep. get in touch with anybody at your hotel. I couldn't get a hold of the salesperson. I couldn't, nobody ever got back to me. And it's not the hotel's fault. We understand what the hotels are going through right now. And we want to be kind of an extension of the sales team, not replace the sales team. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that at our price point, we are not, I mean, if you think about what has happened, um, there's no expos right now. So think about when you were with your hotels and you went to an expo anywhere, whether it was right there in your city or anywhere else, you're looking at at least $10,000 right there for what they would spend. Now think about traveling across the country, across the world, having your exhibit. Those exhibits cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, the travel that we have saved, some of the, 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 the money that they have saved, even though income is not coming in, they're looking for something different to really get out in front of people. Now I've gone to hundreds. I can't even count the amount of virtual conferences I've gone to where I might be one of five planners talking to 20 hotels like asking for my business and asking for and these companies saying please show up i said i've gone to seven of yours i talked to the same people like they're great people but like i i it's what's happening is they have money to spend they're just they just don't know where to spend it so it's getting filtered into the what i know already even though what you won't know already is not working what we are doing is coming out of the gate and I'm gonna tell you kind of our plan of rollout. So probably by the end of next week, we're in beta testing for the front end, the first end for um, hotels, venues, and virtual services to test out the site. So we're bringing some people on board to test out the site. And then it is definitely open to everybody else um, to sign up. During that time, we are finishing up the dashboard or the planner end. Once that is done, we are rolling out to 40,000 planners that we already have ready to use it. Wow. worldwide so we need we need you hotels and venues and everyone to sign up so the planners have somewhere to go to um, what we're also doing is making sure that um, we're getting feedback like I like to tell people all the time I'm not a tech person I'm not a person who like you know had this idea or found out an idea from someone and built this this was I had an idea as a planner as a supplier someone who's worked in this industry trying to get it back and literally brain dumped into creating a website and then found a partner who can create the back end for what I need. So I think that coming from a very special, genuine place for me and my team, we are not tech people, but we like to bring to the table the ideas of like, well, I just had a hotel say that they really want this, but we need account management on the top level where some of the bigger hotels chains, they like to filter down. So it goes to the, um, the national sales director and then it filters down. We took that and we made sure that that can happen, you know, because we didn't think about it like that. So when, when you come to us and say, I need it this way, we kind of survey people, make sure that that's what you need, and we're going to build it. Yeah. We want this to work for you. We don't want this to be a throwaway. We, we want this to be your replacement. We want this to help you get to the next level. So when you're saying, well, uh, we have a print budget and we have this budget for this one, it's like, why don't you just take that budget and put it into Versator? Because our price point is actually ridiculously low. And I think that's the thing that people don't, they're not against it. They're like, wow, we get a lot of, wow, that's very affordable. Even the video production aspect is very affordable. It's just the fear. I think the fear right now is just holding people back. Well, it's, it's an investment in your future and that future is very unknown right now. And that's what's such a challenge for everybody. I mean, this whole year, goodness, like it's the uncertainty and the not knowing what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think we can all start to see it, especially now that the vaccines are going out. Um, but we're, there's still a long road ahead of us and a lot of people are still kind of, you know, 
not sure where to put their money, but I think you've placed it in, you know, you're, you, what you're building now at this point in time is just, you know, like gradually you'll get more and more people on board and, and hopefully it just starts to take off from here. I think 40,000 meeting planners that you have on your under your belt, like, you know, in your network, that's like a huge deal. What hotelier, what general manager, what owner would not want to put themselves in front of that customer? And yeah, like right now you can't bring back your whole sales team, but if this is like a way to act on their behalf while they're still furloughed, um, duh. Well, it's very interesting too, because one of my favorite things is when I when I do get on these sales calls to talk about Versator and the immediate response is full transparency, we already have a virtual site tour. And I go, great. How is it getting out to potential planners? Well, me. <laughs> Yeah, that's website. it. Well, that's just it. They still have to find you, though. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah. That, and that's always the biggest thing because I'm like, oh, perfect. That makes it even easier because then you can just send me your video. We can get you up on the site and get you started right away. And you don't have to worry about time changes. You don't have to worry. You could be making sales while you're sleeping. Like, that's what it comes down to. You could have somebody in Germany at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, New York time on here looking at hotels, send their RFP, you wake up in the morning to a vetted lead. How wonderful is that? Who wouldn't want that? And because, yeah, and using on-demand, I mean, we're all used to your, your Netflix and your Hulus out there and you're used to your on-demand where I'm gonna watch whatever I want, whenever I want. Right now. That's what we're bringing to the table. We're contactless. Obviously, from the comfort of your own desk, you don't have to get up and get dressed. You can, in your jammies, with your cup of coffee, watch site tours all day. Um, what we're also bringing to the table, like, is the vetted aspect of it. Vetted leads are coming in. And I know that there's there's so many, it feels like every time someone has a roadblock, they're like, no, like, we have, we have definitely um, talked about every one of them. And it's definitely coming to pass sometimes when you're just waiting for them to say yes. And I think that there's the yes that wants to come. And once we do this rollout and they get to play with it and try it out, it will. I think there's a lot of waiting. We've got a lot of people like, this is amazing. Tell us when it's ready. We want it to be ready too, because we do think that that's a great product. But um, you know, we want to be very transparent that we want to make it work for you. And I think as hoteliers, we're very visual people. So I think once the website is launched, it goes live, people see how clean it is, how user-friendly it is, and how large of an audience it reaches, that's going to be what closes the deal for the majority of these venues and hotels. Yeah, most certainly. I have uh, one of the um, my previous guests, one of my girlfriends that I used to work with, um, Melissa, you might know her, uh, Catherine Quigg. Do you remember her? Oh, yeah. Okay, so she was on our show um, a few months ago, but she lives in Switzerland, but she does a ton of business here in the States. And the biggest challenge for her, I mean, she was going back and forth, back and forth from Switzerland. I mean, literally once a month, this girl was like taking a plane over to these, you know, back and forth. Anyway, and so for her, of course, all of her business, because she's sourcing all of these uh, these venues, all of her business came to a screeching halt, and it's because she can't come on site, see the visit, you know, visit the hotel, and you know, a lot of her business is done virtually. And the fact that she's in a different time zone, like you said, I mean, this is going to be a product that she'd be able to use. Yeah. And so many people like her who are looking to, you know, find the right hotel, um, and the fact they're able to do it, like you know, whenever, wherever, it's just it makes a lot of sense. And there's a whole other 
facet to this that was very dear to my heart um, is being a mom. Um, I have, I'm a mom of two. 90% of meeting planners out there are women, and many of them have children. Um, a lot of them are working from home. They may be the lead meeting planner right now. They lost their teams, and they are trying to figure out how to do this. How am I going to be able to do virtual, but also source? And the time has now been crunched for them because the meetings haven't gone away. These meetings are going to still happen, but their resources um, to get out or put the kids in daycare or school or a babysitter. Nobody wants weird people come to your house anymore. My kids are in virtual school. Like I can't go anywhere. Um, I think this really is a need that meeting planners across the world are, are going to be facing because so many women now are home and they are not going back to work because they have to tend to children, but still keeping their jobs. And I think this also fills a very huge niche for parents. Most certainly. So when folks are going onto your website, walk me through it. So the way it works is when you get on the site, it has three different searches that you can start. It will say in-person, hybrid, or virtual. So if you're going for an in-person, you will only get hotels and venues. You'll go to the next search. If you're doing a hybrid, you'll get um, hotels and venues and virtual services, and virtual will be all, only virtual services. So it's weeding those out at the beginning. It will bring you to the next page where it could, will say, or in person, we'll just go down that route. Um, it will say location, and then size of meeting, or you know how many rooms, or how many square footage, and then if you, a drop down that will have like check boxes that if you need a pool or you need a resort, you need that, or if you're looking for a five star or a four star, it will filter all of that out. And then it goes to the next page, which is your listing page. So we'll have each listing with video. So the video has a short description with the video on it. So you can watch it right from that page. If this is one you want to see it bigger or want more information, you click into more information and brings up the entire listing with their social media, um, the Google map. It has meeting space, the PDFs of capacities, floor plans, pictures, and a, a listing that you would expect with the amenities listed. It will have something that says add to list from there. They can add this certain hotel or venue to the list. From there, that's when we ask our meeting planners to sign up. It doesn't cost them anything to sign up, but we need to now start your dashboard. From there, this will go into a list where they create their RFP. So if they have five in that list, that list will trigger your RFP. You fill out that specific RFP and send it, and it goes to those five specific hotels. Um, that also opens up a one-on-one. -on -one. We are using a booking calendar, so if the hotelier wants to give us their calendar link, a, a planner can go in and book one-on-one -on -one time with them because the videos will probably not show you very specific things like an ADA room, or if you need to see where the outlets are in a room to make sure that you have enough outlets. Like, funny enough, I worked at a hotel, opened it and was like, there are no outlets on the wall. They're all on the floor. This doesn't bode well, all four different <laughs> things. And then they're all like raised and I couldn't put a dance floor on it. So those are things that if you want to get in touch with them, like, and that's also telling them, this is a super vetted lead if they want to see an ADA room or where the outlets are in the room. But we're, we're opening up the conversation from there. So hoteliers are not going to be, able, won't get that immediate click from any 
everybody out there just saying, I want to contact you, I want to send it. The planner has to go through a process of signing up, creating their list. So we, we really know that whatever is going to them is a vetted lead. That's awesome. What has been the response from uh, the meeting planners that you guys have been working with so far? Uh, the meeting planners are loving this. Um, a lot of things happened. We always talk about the hospitality industry on the hotel ends and the venues ends, but the planners lost out on a lot. A lot of us are commission only um, and sometimes have to pay for our own sourcing stuff. And then also you also have to think about all the hotels that we had relationships with. All those salespeople are kind of gone. So we're starting from scratch a lot of times and then we can't afford certain other products out there because we're not making money as well. That's why we're having this to be a completely free service for planners so they can come in and source without having to worry about that additional cost. They love that. Also, you know, the visual aspect of it, a lot of them, if they have a visual aspect, it's buried way down. They don't have it. We're very upfront. Hey, we are about virtual site tours. That's what you're coming here for. So we want to ensure that, you know, planners are getting all the information they need to make at least the first decision. This is not going to cut out site tours completely. What it's gonna do is narrow down um, the, the field, the playing field. But what we're also offering planners for a fee is personalized um, tours. I just did nine of them for a client. I did four in Memphis and five in Nashville, where I went out and I was the planner with the RFP that I sent ahead of time. So we already knew the cost, the rooms that were going to be used, the, the hotel knew. I went on site and videotaped them, asked any questions on the planner behalf, edited them down so they weren't, you know, an hour long, but kind of cut out some stuff, sent them on a private YouTube channel to the planner and this week they are deciding they've narrowed it down to four they're they're deciding this week based on those personal site tours that they did not have to travel for that's awesome that's like totally the wave of the future that's so cool i love that it was a fraction of the cost i mean the, instead of her having to you know and for the the sales people as well i mean yes they were hosting me but i'm local in nashville I went to five hotels they didn't have to put me up right. they didn't have to pay for anything <coughs> yeah. um and then in memphis they did um, take care of me very, very well. But um, you know what they got out of it was someone who knew the program, so, uh, who knew the program, and maybe it wasn't the meeting planner, but I also were, was able to speak on behalf of the meeting planner. Most certainly, yeah. Like you were the middleman and you made that meeting planner job so much easier. The fact that she didn't have to travel, mm -hmm. not, not for nothing, she's not able to travel, I'm sure, but not, you know, but regardless that you were on site, that you were able to do all of that for her and then you put it into this like really easy way for her to shuffle through and, and make a decision. It makes sense. Is that something you think you guys are gonna continue to do on? And Melissa, as you guys like grow your sales team, is that something you guys wanna do in the future, like more of? I think it's a great option um, because you think about too, a lot of the questions that come up during a site visit. So we can kind of handle that right away while we're doing these live virtual site tours on behalf of these other planners. And the fact that our whole team is either hotels, planners, or some sort of facet of hospitality, they know that they're working with somebody who knows what their needs are and how to fill those needs. And also the questions that need to be asked to the client. Does this setup work for you? Does this size space work for you? Um, you know, what are we thinking in terms of production and technology that is going to take up some of that space that we're looking at as well? And then 
it eliminates the need for multiple site visits. How many times do you have a client that comes and they, they look at a hotel, okay, great, you're in my top three, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, you know what? I didn't get to see that ADA room when I was there. Can I come back? And now they're coming back and the, you're taking away time from your sales team again, when they can just go on the website and say, oh, let me check out that video real quick and let me see if that works. Oh, it works perfect. Okay, they have what I need and just move on to the next step in the process. Yeah, it's so much more immersive than just a photo. Like anyone could look at a picture of something, but to be able to really visualize it, put yourself in that room and see it like, you know, 360, it, it just, it, it, it's gonna make a lot of people's jobs easier. I think you guys are helping a lot of folks, um, especially with this industry after this last year, seeing just what's happened, you know, how quickly the hospitality and tourism industry has crumbled. Um, it's been really, really hard to watch. Obviously, Melissa, I'm a, you know, I know that you were furloughed and then laid off eventually when your job was eliminated. Was it in September? Yeah, in September. What was, what was that like for you? Oh, so it was kind of, it was kind of a tough time because I think when everything happened in the beginning of March, it was one of those, this isn't gonna last that long yep I had that same thought <laughs> you know they're not gonna close down New York City that's not even an option yeah. so I'm gonna take advantage of this lovely time off that I have and you know spend time with friends spend time with family you know do things that I just didn't have the time to do because in my mind I knew what we had on the books for the rest of 2020 and I said, you know what? I'm just gonna take this time to rejuvenate, relax, and then go back in the office and hit the ground running. And obviously that didn't happen. And then as the restrictions started getting more and more strict, it, it got scary. It did, it got scary for a little while. And then when you see the hotels that are closing, especially the landmark hotels, historical hotels, all of these different things, it's like, this is obviously something that our generation has never seen. My grandmother, who's 90 years old, says that this is something that her generation has never seen. And it's never been something that has been an impact worldwide. Typically, yeah. it was just one country, one region, one state that was affected and everything around it is still flourishing and able to help whatever the previous situation was come back. And with this, that just wasn't, that just wasn't the case. So you kind of do some soul searching. And I think as hospitality professionals, giving up is not an option for us. We will find any way, shape or form to be successful, to get ahead. We just have that natural grit, I feel like. And because we're so used to being pulled in so many different directions, not being pulled at all, I think was the most difficult situation for us. It's like, I'm not used to sitting still for this long. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's so true. You're so used to just the go, go, go. And then it all of a sudden just like came to a screeching halt. But you guys have really, you've made some lemonade out of some lemons and uh, you, you have a really bright future ahead. I think that the rollout that you're describing, Debbie, is gonna be really successful in the next few, you know, I'm excited to see it in the next few weeks as it's rolled out. How do people find you guys? So right now they can visit our website at www.versator, 
V-I-R-S-I-T-O-U-R.com. They'll see just a splash page, but they can go in and subscribe and they will know um, we'll be sending out some drip campaign um, emails so people know that we're gearing up. Um, we're just kind of waiting on that final date from the dev team because I don't want to release a date before we're completely ready. So um, it should be, I'm hoping by the end of next week because we're finishing up the servers and all the connections. Um, and we are starting off with about 1800 hotels in um, in there now, that does not mean they all have virtual site tours. These are just ones that we were able to sign up. So it's 20 cities in um, the United States and 20 cities internationally. Wow. But like she was saying, I mean, the fact is like she she's right. This is something that's going to be like nationwide, worldwide. And you guys are able to roll this out. Are people, are, are meeting planners looking to join your sales team and stuff like that? Or are you like hiring as far as that goes? We are hiring right now on a commission only base. We do have a team right now of eight. Um, I do have two uh, partners who started this with me. Um, and then we've got Melissa, we've got someone over in Germany, somebody here in Nashville and somebody in Georgia. We are looking to, um, hire the team in a sense of the way that like third party planners kind of work on a commission base. So they do get paid on their sales. Um, so, you know, if, if they sell a year long package at the highest tier, they get um, a, per, a percentage of that. If they sell videography, they get a percentage of that. If they sell planner packages, they get a percentage of that as well. Um, I'm not looking to be Jeff Bezos by any means. I want to help this industry get back. I just need to take care of my family like everyone else. Um, so just making sure that everyone's taken care of and, you know, my team has been absolutely amazing. It's hard to get people to work commission only, but also at the same time, if there's no jobs out there to go back to, and this is keeping them connected to the industry, it's keeping them excited for the future. And they're helping me and selling a product that they truly believe in. My sales team has seen me cry. Like I like thank them and I cry. Like I'm a normal person. Yes, I might be like the founder, but I'm, I'm a very, you know, I'm a person, I make mistakes as well. And they're there to definitely prop me up and I prop them up and they are doing a fantastic job. And I really think that this is gonna be, 2021 is gonna be an amazing year for everybody on our team. Cheers to that. I tell you what, I, I agree and uh, wholeheartedly support that. I think that this is gonna be, um, really a year of growth and development. Uh, I think a lot of us had a lot of time in this last year to dig deep and yeah, have those really hard, you know, self-discovery figure things out myself. And, um, you know, I think that the coming year, hopefully we can take all that we've learned. We're gonna be able to really like thrive, I hope in the new year. And um, I just can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to talk to me today and then explain the product and the services that you guys are offering. I think it's just fantastic. Um, I will make sure to um, link everything in the show notes, um, but uh, really, truly, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Best of luck. The Catch-Up Time podcast is an original podcast produced and recorded in Orlando, Florida. Remember to subscribe to the Catch-Up Time podcast to get notified each week when new episodes are posted. You can also follow us on Instagram at catchup underscore time. Thanks again for listening to the Catch-Up Time Podcast.